it looks goddamn ridiculous in here, but Skype keeps, like, auto-correcting the light and the color. It keeps, like, recolor balancing everything. So I have to make it, like, even more outrageous. So it's like... And just Christmas? What? And just Christmas? You were just like, you know what? The spirit of Christmas. How about that? Uh, I mean, that, that's, like, orange, right? That's orangey, yeah. Okay. But it's also kind of red, and everything oh. else is, like, that's all... That's all green. Oh fuck! Yeah, green's like Halloween, right? No. What? What's orange and purple is typically your like. Oh fuck me! If you can't do orange and black, orange and purple would be like your way to go. Welcome to the podcast. It's spooky. It's it's our, oh. it's our it's our uh, it's our annual Halloween episode of our yes. of our biweekly podcast, which became monthly, which became now it's just whenever the fuck we feel like doing an episode. <laughs> eh, fuck it. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'm James. Yeah. Oh, I'm Zach. I'm Justin. Hey, yeah. what's, what's going on, guys? It's Halloween. That's very spooky. Yeah. Uh, it's so spooky here there's been so many infections in my house you'd think rob zombie is gonna make a movie about oh you got oh you got the rona going around no not the rona just everyone got the cold and ethan got a double ear infection then my wife got a sinus infection that turned into bronchitis so just all sorts of fun stuff very spooky Spooky. very spooky how much everyone's sick (laughs) oh that sounds uh awful um yeah oof uh you you've dodged it so far yeah no like i had a little bit of like nasal like kind of sinus and stuff but other than that like I'm, i've been fine no no lucky but I got- um i just got back from doing a horror convention and i had diarrhea the whole time <laughs> yeah <laughs> my, I, I don't know if I'll, i don't know if i'll keep this in the podcast or not but like my favorite thing was like i'm helping zach at this convention and it's just me and him. And and there's, like, people all along. He's like, I gotta go! And then he just runs off and leaves me there. And I'm like, I don't have the card reader. I can't take payments. No, I, nope. I don't know what price. Somebody came by and they're like, oh, these these little uh, cards, they're so lovely. How much? And I'm like, I, I don't I don't know. Come back. Come I'm, back I'm later. I'm behind the table and I know nothing. Like, even if you wanted to pay for them, you can't. Unless you have cash. Uh, yeah, no, I completely fucked him and left him high and dry on that. Like, I was trying to, like, I had, like, the, the tummy gurglies for a minute, and I was just like, I'm all right, I'm okay. And I was like, all right. And then as I was thinking, I'm like, ooh, I should have, like, a contingency plan, like, to give James, like, a card reader and have him ready to go. And then they, it got super gurgly, and I was like, oh, gotta go, and just fucking 23 skadood right the fuck out of that table. <laughs> Yeah, uh, anytime somebody walked by, I was like, please don't ask me any questions about anything. <laughs> the the anti-salesman, don't yeah. ask for anything, please. <laughs> uh, so you guys have had uh, spooky, uh, spooky fucking infections and tummy troubles. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Spooks. I don't know what's been going on with me. I don't know. Have you guys been playing anything spooky? As a matter of fact, uh, I've been playing. Uh, I've been playing Rocket League, and my fucking play performance is so bad that it's scary. Ah. Um, I suck at that game again. Very spooky. Uh, 
but it is they're doing their like haunted hollows halloween dlc bullshit season so uh i've been attempting to unlock as much of their shit as i can um they got into bed with um actual movie properties this year so you could unlock stuff to make your car like child's play like chucky or um jigsaw from the saw series or um texas chainsaw massacre um that's all the stuff that you can unlock just by playing and then the purchasable uh dlc is they've got um they've got some music cues from uh famous horror movies including like john carpenter's score from halloween and the big twist ending reveal song from the saw movies and and then they have just like chucky laughing and they have like a chainsaw revving up and shit like that so i'm probably gonna buy all that nonsense so but, is uh, it like a jump scare when you score a goal you like score a goal and then a chainsaw just goes yeah kind of like, yeah okay. or or there's like you score a goal and then suddenly it's just chucky laughing maniacally okay, um okay or and one of the goals is um it's like it shits out a bunch of tvs and it's got the little saw doll in the middle and does like the like ha, 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 and then like you could have the song music playing so okay yeah, I'm, I'm playing it and i'm bad and i'm very bad i haven't played in a long time so i feel like i would be i wasn't good initially yeah it's it's like one of those uh, if you take a break uh you're fucked yeah, but yeah, I was gonna say I, like I'm yeah. so I'm so genuinely bad at Rocket League now that like I just feel sorry for people who get like teamed up with me because I'm sure they're probably like oh this guy's got like fucking yeah he's got the 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 super old timer like gamer tag and the whole lot yeah great and then I'm just fucking awful <laughs> I miss every shot I'm fucking terrible I'm bad at goalie I'm just bad everywhere and I'm just like oh trick or treat it's all a trick because I'm fucking terrible. They finally got your emails though, and, and gave you all your the IPs to yeah. download now. Right. Yes. So I feel they, like they've they been, want my money. I, but... I feel like they've been jerking like Rick and Morty for the longest time, for like the last three years. It's just been Rick and Morty. Very true. Well, now a multiverse is all Rick and Morty, so now they got to find something else to jerk. Yeah. Man, that was that was like the hottest thing for like two seconds, and I've not heard anything about multiverses since that game came out. I don't know if that like was like white hot and then burned itself up and then nobody's playing. I, I have no idea what's going I on. I heard a, um, I think I was watching a TikTok or something about it. And they were basically saying that the playability, like the, the actual move set and the like is a lot more shallow than like smash. And that's why it has no longevity that it's like, you're just kind of, you're only able to do a few things here and there and that's it. And you know, it gets, repetitive and it's yeah. just not engaging and i was like Argh. yeah i mean i felt that in like 30 seconds like game just doesn't feel good to me like you play smash like even like ultimate which like i don't really play it like competitively anymore but like even ultimate feels good like you pick it up and you're just like yeah like multiverse you pick it up and it's just like ooh, ah, ooh, ooh, this is like we're going, <laughs> we're going backwards boys yeah, yeah we're yeah. going back to the previous podcast oh true true oh, sorry. sorry all right forward. there's a whole pat there's a whole pat there's a whole podcast about that oh, yeah so anyway check it out. Uh, we, uh, we rant about uh, it. spooky stuff i've been playing the scariest game of all mario cross rabbits it's good but that's not relevant um it's so good it's scary that'll maybe be next episode yeah maybe it's good but not scary uh i i i mentioned this on a previous episode um my my spooky game that i will bring 
is uh, it's a game called Immortality, and it is a FMV game. You remember those from the 90s? It is a, like, full motion video, so that, that means there's, like, actors. There's no, you know, there's no pixels or, or whatever. It's all, like, filmed with cameras with actors. It's Sega CD. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is by um, Sam Barlow, who created uh, Her Story and uh, Telling Lies were his two previous games, uh, if you know those. Basically, the premise of this new game, it, it this is like horror-adjacent, sort of. And I feel like it's almost a spoiler to say why it's a horror game, so I won't. Just There's some spooky stuff in it. Um, but basically, uh, the... the premise of this game is like oh you found all this old movie footage to all these old movies that like never came out for some reason and they all start star this one actress marissa marcel and so the uh the, the mystery of the game is what happened to marissa marcel um she was like this really popular actress in the 60s and 70s and then she like vanished and she like reappeared for one more movie and like none of her movies ever came out she reappeared for one more movie in the 90s and that also never came out but now you've unearthed all this footage so like what happened to this actress uh you you have to like watch all these like um and it's like all behind the scenes like uh raw footage or like rehearsal footage um but it's all like unedited so you see like a lot of what happens behind the scenes uh it's uh it's it's good it it's it's very david lynch which is as you know, Zach, right up my alley. It's it's like yeah. if David Lynch tried to make a video game. Uh, it, it 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 it's very um it's very like uh, Sam Barlow is definitely trying to make like an art movie, like but also made a video game. I don't know. It's uh now my question to you is without giving anything away, yeah. playing this as an FMV game is this. When you're playing it, do you look at it and you go, this is what we were trying in the 90s. This is what they wanted, but just the technology wasn't there. Or is this just like, eh, it doesn't really make a difference? I feel like in the 90s, a lot of what those FMV games where we're like, oh, let's try to make like fantasy or horror or, you know, like sci-fi even. Like I'm thinking of like Night Trap and Phantasmagoria yes. and like I don't know. I'm trying to think of other popular FMV games, but they're like Pumpkinhead. Uh, they're like so like silly, just because it's like oh we're gonna uh, I don't know. Like Night Trap is just so fucking goofy, and uh, I don't know. Phantasmagoria is also really fucking goofy too. Just just and because th- it's the theme is just like. Not, not the theme isn't silly. It's like the execution of the theme. <laughs> My favorite is just yeah, when like those old like, terrible actors. Yeah, yeah those yeah. old FMVs where they're just like they look at you and they like, like you messed up. Yeah, like yeah, and then you got to reset. It's like it's so even, weird. Even like mist, like yeah, the like because like everyone would stare directly at you and be like, ah, you gotta whatever. Um, this I I would say, immortality is the best acted video game and i know that's a low bar you're tripping over the bar this is like the best acted video game like there's no not even close uh the acting is very i i i would wager to guess that sam barlow just went out and hired like actual like actual ass actors because these people seem to know how to act 
Whereas, like, you know, most actors in FMV in the 90s, like, FMV games are just come off as, like, boo! Because, like, you know, they're, like, the producer's friends or, you know, whatever. Yeah, right. Um, it's, it, it is very good. There's a lot of compelling mysteries and, and spooks. It's, uh, it's good. That's immortality. Did any moment, I mean, you're not revealing anything, but did any moment genuinely, like, startle you or scare you? Or yes. was it just, like, a lot of tension building? Yes. Um... Yeah, the, the the first time you find out what happened to Marissa Marcel it was just like, oh, oh, oh. Um, oh. She ate a whole oh. chocolate cake by herself. That's <laughs> yeah. the twist. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, um, it's 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 it's, you know, it's not it it, it is I, it's weird because I think there's like a jump scare warning in that game, and I've played I don't know five to ten hours of it, and it's not jump scare. It's like you know. They play like unsettling music, and it's it's very atmospheric and whatever. And then you know when when you finally when the truth is revealed, you're just like, oh Jesus! Like you know, uh, yeah, it's good. I'll try that out. Uh, you've been playing anything spooky, Justin? Oh yeah, something super spooky, and also addictive. Um, I well, it just released released the um, 1.0 patch now, so they're out of their beta stage i've been playing vampire survivors i i need i've not played this game and i know it's like super super popular so i need the it's, i have never even heard of this so bring it me up to speed crazy so, popular right now so pretty much it's it's kind of like a one of those you you uh start just Rogue, on a level roguelike it's not even a roguelike no it's just um oh, i thought it was there there's certain levels and um you just essentially attack enemies and then upgrades pop up and you upgrade your character's stuff and the whole point is it's almost more like like uh bullet hell kind of bullet hell yeah sorry that i couldn't think of the damn thing it was called yeah it's like it's bullet hell so if you think like binding of isaac it's got those kind of vibes where like you're getting like, upgrades and you're trying to create a broken build to destroy everything hmm. um but it's not a roguelike i thought it was like each run was like its own fucking thing and then there's certain roguelike qualities, but not entirely. Most of the enemies that spawn in waves, um, if you're playing like through the the like regular levels, there is a level that has like randomized enemies. But if you're playing through the regular levels, they're all, the waves of enemies all are all the same. Okay. Um, and the levels are all the same. Okay. I think, like, I guess there's like certain elements where like the level kind of generates certain spots differently. It doesn't feel roguelike. That's that's pretty much. Would it, when would you're it be fair it. to say like uh, it's it's what what are the other popular like um uh, uh enter the gungeon uh, nuclear yeah it's nuclear it's like throne. that um so it's like um, imagine bind uh, for Zach who I don't think has played any of these games imagine binding of Isaac but like what happens if you had like fifty maybe a hundred enemies on screen at the same time Just Jesus like, okay a fuck uh, like a fuck like way too many too many enemies. And Way too and big. the map is essentially just – you're just on a massive map as opposed to jumping to room to room. You're just on a big map walking around shooting a bunch of stuff. And so it's got it's got very huge – essentially, if you do buy, end up seeing or buying the game, it's got very uh, Castlevania-esque vibes. Mm. Um, it literally looks like they have Castlevania's Dracula on the front. But yeah, yeah. I think that they do play off that because the first um, – a few characters that you have unlocked are like uh, Antonio Belpies, and uh, <laughs> so they 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 are playing with that a little bit. Um, I actually just unlocked a character that is essentially Bayonetta. 
Oh, nice. Yeah, and her her weapons are two shoe guns. So, jeez, mm, they, they, they know what they're doing. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so that actually brings me to 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 something I hadn't thought about, and this is a video game podcast, so it would make sense. Um, how did you guys feel about the whole weird fallout? Let's date this episode. The weird fallout <laughs> of like the voice actress. Oh, uh, yes. From Bayonetta. I have Bayonetta's horror adjacent. I guess that's you know it's and it's topical. Uh, I I don't. It, there's a lot of he said she said. I mean yeah. The the problem is now everyone's going after this bitch because she got like caught with her hand in the cookie jar. Like she got caught lying. Right. I think the problem is I think she still has a point in that like a lot of voice actors. Do, okay, so for people who don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Um, the original, so it came out that they cast, uh, Laura Bailey, I think, who you may know, she's done just a fuckload of work in the games industry. She was, uh, female Commander Shepard, most, most notably from Mass Effect. Anyway, they recast Bayonetta as Laura Bailey, another popular voice actor. Everyone's like, what the fuck happened to original ass Bayonetta? So this voice actress comes out and says like, oh, uh, fucking Platinum Games and Nintendo, they, they offered me, you know, bullshit pay for this. They offered me like $4,000 and I said, no, go fuck yourself. So all you out there need to boycott this game because, uh, you know, voice actors deserve to be paid more. And everyone's like, yeah, let's boycott him. Yeah, fuck, fuck uh, Platinum and Nintendo. Well, then the <laughs> Platinum director, I forget what his fucking name is, um, doesn't matter anyway mr bayonetta mr bayonetta uh mikami shinji no that's shinji mikami's resident evil uh anyway i'm dumb anyway mr bayonetta comes out and he's like oh this dumb bitch is lying it's so like he came off bad too because like he was like ah this dumb bitch is lying there's a lot of like he said she said going back and forth so anyway a reporter uh he used to work for kotaku now he works for like bloomberg or something a reporter got to the bottom of this and it was like she was initially offered like uh like a normal rate which was like way more than four thousand dollars um and she declined it saying she wanted like a six-figure salary and something 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 and they were like oh well we can't really do that so they passed her up and then uh they were like oh well if you'd still like to come on you could be like a cameo we'd still like to have you be part of the game uh, and then that's when they offered her like $4,000 for the cameo. And that's when she was like, oh, whatever. But she, it was like a lie of omission. She omitted, right. omitted the fact that they initially approached her with like a fair rate. But like the problem is, I think what the point, the thing she was trying to raise awareness to was like the fair rate is still like bullshit compared to, you know, compared to like movies or just like, compared to how much money the games bring in, the voice actors still don't get paid that well. True. So, uh, I don't know, that, that's my take, is that every, everyone comes off looking bad. Yay! <laughs> the end. Everyone yeah. sucks. <laughs> what do you guys think of... I, I can't believe it. You know that company that used to make video games? The, the, the pachinko company that used to make video games, Konami? They're back! Yeah. They're back, baby! Konami's yeah, back! Know. With... Four Silent Hill games <laughs> and a movie. Yeah. Um, so we've got uh, the the first one was like the most vague of all. It was like, oh, it was like a choose your own adventure where, th where your choices matter and death is consequential, whatever. They didn't show any gameplay and just it was like a high concept pitch. I can't even remember what that one was called. Uh, There's like Silent Hill, but what if Silent Hill in the 1960s in Japan? 
And that was like Silent Hill F. Uh, yeah. and, and it looks like there's like weird like flowers and like buds and shit. That looks interesting. Silent Hill F in the chat, yeah. <laughs> there's Silent Hill. The one I'm most excited for is um, the Silent Hill. I, I, I can't remember the name of it. Fuck, I should have written all this shit down. Silent Hill Ascension or something. That might not be the right name. Uh, it's by uh, the developer is No Code, who did Stories Untold, which was a really good horror game. Uh, came out like three or four years ago, maybe longer. Um, uh, with, they're like a really small, like almost indie developer. And Konami's like, here, have the Silent Hill license, make a Silent Hill game. Um, <laughs> so they did the one thing we've all been wanting them to do for the longest time. Yeah, it's like. And- just give your IP to someone else and you go do your pachinko yes! thing. Yes, it's like Konami <laughs> is finally fucking just and all the and we get a Silent Hill to uh, remake, and none of these four games are being made by Konami, uh, developed in house by Konami. They're, I mean, you know, I'm sure all, they're monitoring. They're it. all yeah. being produced and whatever. You know, I'm sure Konami's sending them money. Konami's heavily involved, uh, but like none of them developed in house, which like. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, what do you guys think? All and a Silent Hill movie, another one directed by the same motherfucker who directed the first film, for better or for worse. E. E. Well, I guess maybe now it's like, hey, here's a second chance. Yeah. yeah. The first, the first one wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. It just kind of was. I don't know. I well, I remember from what I remember, it was just kind of all over the place. Yeah. And they were just kind of throwing in the video game IPs without really explaining anything. Um, which, I mean, I guess is kind of silent. Was the first one the one where Pyramid Head ripped the woman's skin yes. off in one motion like and threw it at a church door? Just yeah. include that scene in the new one and fucking you did it. Yeah, good job. Yeah, the, I think the new movie is supposed to be based on Silent Hill 2, a.k.a. the best one. Um, so... I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting because, first of all, didn't didn't we all want this when there was that what whatever the fuck it was called PT or something like that? That like we wanted a you know uh, Silent Hill project done by someone who wants to make a scary game, and then they shit all over it and they shut it all down and took it offline and blah, 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 blah. And now suddenly a few years have gone by and they're like, Hey, you know what? That's actually a good idea. Um, but that was at the time that was going to be in house Konami. That was when that's true. Yeah. That was when, um, why does my brain suck? Hideo Kojima was still with Konami, like in house. Yeah. And they, they self sabotaged their own fucking game. Uh, did they was... use like game assets in one of their uh, that they didn't use in one of their Pachinko machines? I think it was Silent Hill, wasn't it? Or it was either Metal Gear or Silent Hill or something oh, yeah, they were no. working on, and just turned it into, just took all those assets and put it onto a slot machine thing. I don't know. It's it's on paper. It seems very odd to me to be like, hey, just give away the fucking IP to a bunch of unrelated teams and just see what happens. But I mean. James, isn't that what they did like in the '90s with Star Wars, and we got oh, like yeah. some yeah, winners I mean, and some losers? And and that's why I'm excited about. It. Here's the thing: <laughs> most of these, probably most of these games, will not be good. Maybe one of them could be fun. 
but that's the exciting thing now is just anyone is making Silent Hill, which is how it was with Star Wars in the 90s. You could just call up Lucasfilm and be like, hey, uh, or LucasArts, and say, hey, I want to make a Star Wars game. And they'd be like, fucking whatever. Oh, Who are you? I don't George Lucas. Okay. Yeah, sure. That's fine. <laughs> and that is apparently what's now happening with Konami because we've got like. Karakasi sounds good. Make sure they <laughs> fucking kick each other's asses. Uh,. Because we've got like mid-sized developers like Blooper Team who are doing the Silent Hill 2 remake. And then we've got like tiny developer. Like I don't know how big No Code is, but I, I would imagine it's like a few dudes maybe. So it's yeah, that's, that's uh, I don't know. That's exciting. Hey, as long as there's a dog wearing a headset, that's all that matters to me. It was all your fault or all because of you or whatever he says. So Zach. Uh, bark, bark. Bark, bark. Zach. Yes. Um, how excited are you for the Resident Evil 4 remake? Speaking of remakes. I can't even, like, the closest I could say in terms of someone being hyped for this was when you were hyped for fucking Final Fantasy VII remake. Like, I am so ungodly hyped for that. I'm hyped for the changes that are already clearly being made. Um... Just ridiculously excited because Resident Evil 4 is absolutely top tier game for me personally. And I know I'm the only person who has ever said that on the Internet, um, that Resident Evil 4 is very good and for a long time was the best in the series. And I know I'm the first person to ever say that um, and that it changed how action games and shooter games could be played. I know I'm the first person to say that um, that game was very highly influential. Uh other very cliche takes. takes. I've never heard. Yeah, of I know. I'm molten lava hot over here. Anyway, Woo. no, I'm so fucking excited. So yeah, they released like gameplay footage and a trailer for the remake of Resident Evil Four, and uh, it, it's so exciting to me because trying to play, we went down this rabbit hole earlier this year and trying to get Luna, who absolutely has a fondness for Resident Evil Four getting her to play the original one. She's like, this camera's fucking garbage. I can't fucking steer this ship. Um, well, Because that game came out before we had, like, really codified the twin stick shooter. Yes. So, like, RE4, for those who either never played it or forgot how weird it is, you it was it was like a it was like a single stick shooter it was almost like goldeneye for um, a little bit yeah yeah because you would like move normally but then you would like hit a button on the gamecube controller to like put leon in like shooting mode and then the same joystick you were using for moving you use to then aim and that feels really weird if you go back and play it now uh but i think with yeah, modern sensibilities that is a very strange control system some of the remasters give you an option to like try to move that over to two sticks, uh, but it, it's still, ugh, it's still a little weird. And it's one of those things where, you know, as soon as the trailer, sh as soon as the gameplay starts, I'm immediately like, okay, this is already different. Like, just the introduction and how you're being brought into this town is already different. Um, it's at night. There's like, it's it's trying to be creepier, um, and so that interests me as well. Of like. When 4 originally came out, it was such a huge departure from the previous three games in terms of it really wasn't so much a horror game anymore. It was more of a horror action kind of hybrid. Um, and it wasn't... I remember them being so big on the like, oh, 
you're like out in the bright sun and it's like, you know, you're out in a town, you're not in the mansion the whole time and yada, yada, yada. Um, and so now the fact that there's stealth mechanics in this game is already interesting of like, Oh, instead of let's try to redefine the shooter and let's try to influence, you know, generations of games instead it's like, all right, let's reevaluate this and, and try to bring it back around to a more traditional Resident Evil game in terms of building tension and and having it be more horror-based. And I'm into that, too. The fucking goofy one-liners still appear to be in there to some capacity, so I'm thrilled. I'm fucking excited across the board. I'm really, really interested in, in, in playing that game because uh, I've always loved 4, but... I'm also enjoying the changes that I'm seeing them already introducing here. So that's exactly what I'm excited for, for, for both RE4 and Silent Hill 2. Cause like as much as I love Silent Hill 2, the original, and I think it's a masterpiece and like one of the greatest games maybe ever made. Nobody's going to go to bat for th that game. Shitty combat. It's just bad. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. So anything you can do to fix the combat, like that's one thing you, you can't mess it up worse than it already is. Like it's, awful uh and that's one of the things like I, I i don't think re1 and re2 or even re3 combat is like bad but um like one of the things that makes it so tense is like you know you have a limited amount of bullet like uh inventory management is like a real thing in re1 and re2 and re3 um you really have to like ooh, do i really want to shoot this zombie or like i don't know uh and like i don't know it you you feel more um you feel more helpless because especially in re1 you'll shoot a zombie and he'll just keep coming motherfucker uh, yeah. like the, the bullets don't like stop so you're like oh fuck i'm curious how they're gonna do that in re4 because like inventory management is kind of a thing in the original re4 but like not to the same extent re1 and re2 like book true just, the, you, the, you get a lot of ammo especially near the end of the game you'll just be tripping over ammo um and like if if you start to get good at re4 you can start doing you know the headshots and then leon can run up and do his roundhouse and all that shit so i'm curious how that how they're gonna balance that because that is still very much a thing and re like re2 remake is like hey you really got to be careful with your your bullets uh well, one thing, the one thing that I was somewhat concerned by, or at least my ears kind of perked up, was we were watching somebody discussing the gameplay footage, and they mentioned something in passing about, like, uh, it sounded like they said something along the lines of, like, knife fatigue, like, that there's something that yeah. maybe you can't just spam the knife the whole time, and I'm like, I really I don't wondering. want them. Like, don't get me wrong, I get your point of, like, you can kind of break the game in the original one if you're quick enough, like between the shots and then doing like suplexes yeah, like and knife, knife yep. play, yeah, knife, like knife, knife until they die. Yeah. 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 Um, there was a way to kind of utilize that as a tool. And I'm hoping that their like balanced solution for that isn't like, you just can't use the knife all the time. Cause it's like, come on, man. Like, what are we doing? Um, so I don't know. That was like, it kind of made my ears perk up a little bit, but otherwise, I don't know. I'm pretty excited about the whole ordeal. Um, yeah, that'll be interesting because, like, yeah, RE, RE1, RE2, sometimes the solution is just, oh, I'm out of ammo. I got to fucking run. I got to run around these right. 
that's not a thing in RE4. You're just going to shoot every single fucking zombie. Uh, yeah. So are they going to change that? Well, like you said, definitely by like the halfway point. Because in the beginning, there is a lack of ammo yeah. because they're building the tension because there's so many villagers. Yeah. But eventually, about the halfway point, yeah. as long as you're not being an idiot, you can you can pretty much maintain ammo for the most part. Um, I don't know. I'm interested. I'm very interested. Um, I was also in the, in the trailer, they showed the like giant monster that like chases you, um, at one point that the dog previously saved you from and won't anymore. Um, and I was pleased to see that because, you know, yes, there's always been mutations and there's always been like big monsters in resident evil, but like, there's a couple things in Resident Evil 4 that are like a little like, oh, this is a little fucking nutty. And the fact that like the answer was not to just skip that entirely. I'm like, OK, good. Uh, that makes me happy. What do you mean? Like yeah. Salazar or what? Salazar is a little ridiculous. The Napoleon oh. guy. Yeah. yeah like it, the, the, Sal- giant, the, the giant, the giant creature chasing you, the the super crocodile in the lake. Um, was that Gig- Gigantor or something? Yeah. The like. The fact that, like, the whole giant thing comes out of people's heads sometimes. Like, there's some, like, real zany shit in terms of enemy types. But that was, And I was see, concerned that they were going to, like, either skip them or completely rework them to make them more serious. And no, there's a fight. You see the giant fucking creature thing that's going to, like, chase after you. And I'm like, okay, good. We're that's why, that's that why I liked RE4 was mainly that. It wasn't uh, Resident Evil going for, like, it's zombies again. Right. No, it was more of like, no, there's, like, this weird wormy symbiosis thing happening. And uh, I was like, all right, that's a good change of, like, pace. I like that. Uh, it was, it was like, it's nice to get away from the... Because I, I get sick of the zombie stuff right. after a while. It gets boring. So RE4 was nice. I, so I'm glad I am curious if there's going to be like any changes to making things unkillable to add tension. James and I were talking about this previously that like Mr. X being so effective, um, but then Nemesis not being effective in that same capacity. Um, there's a couple of monsters that I think you could maybe get away with that of like, they're just unkillable and the, like the thing in the sewer is uh, on, on your first playthrough. The thing in the sewer is like effectively unkillable. Right. Right. Um, but even like some of the spiky guys who like, yeah, you know, like shiver and like whisper and like jizz a little, like even those things being unkillable <laughs> would be like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Um, or like chainsaw granados. If they were unkillable, I'd be like, ah, okay. Um, I'd be down for that. Yeah, so He's uh, that all. better fucking run, right? Um, and I'm really excited to see what mercenaries is going to be like in this game because that was my favorite fucking mode in original Resident Evil Four. So I'm very excited to see, uh, even if they don't change anything, even if they just leave it exactly the fucking same, I'd be like mm, ten out of ten, perfect. So uh, you guys want to talk about your favorite horror games? Yeah. Um. So. Uh, it's we we've done this episode before in like four years ago, but the hosts were different. You guys weren't here, and I was looking at my list, and my list is pretty fucking different than the last oh. episode. Con- so consider this the most current, the most up to date top five best horror games. Um, my number five came out this year. Um, it uh, oh god, 
my brain is just a piece of shit. I can't <laughs> think. I was gonna mention the developer, and I can't even think. He's got that it. wet brain, folks. Uh, it's the quarry. Um, it's the same. Uh-huh. People, it's the same people who did Until Dawn. The developer's name's on the tip of my tongue. I can't think of it. Anyway, the quarry uh, is basically like a '80s slasher, but it's a video game. So it's like um. It's almost like a, what if you made a choose your own adventure a video game, um, so it it or or if you took like an interactive '80s slasher and then just made it playable, so you could kind of control what some of the characters do and whatever. It's it is very similar in premise to Un- Until Dawn, their previous game. So if you played Until Dawn, it's the same fucking thing. Uh, it's it's basically you know a bunch of kids go to a, I I think it's even set in yeah it's definitely set in the '80s, I think right. Yes, it is, and it's super massive games. Super massive, thank you. Uh, no, wait, I think they have cell phones, so it can't be the '80s. Anyway, it doesn't matter. A bunch of kids go to uh, like uh, a camp, and they're like camp counselors or whatever, and um, you know, obviously something goes wrong, and they get stuck at camp, and all hell breaks loose, uh, and you're playing as these kids, and you kind of um, alternate control between. I think there's like six or seven kids. Um, in like each chapter, your focal point changes to be one of the other kids and they're all like, you know, 80s stereotypes. There's like the nerd, the jock, the like, the the hot girl who's a bitch and, you know, the quiet girl who's like going to save everyone. I don't know, whatever. They're all, uh, some amount of, uh, cliche. Yeah. A a horror cliche. (laughs) Um, I don't know. It's very good. It, I, I enjoyed it. And then there's, you know just like until dawn there's like branching paths and different endings so like you can have like in our ending i think one or two of the characters died because we like fucked up or like my wife hated one of the characters she's like yeah i want him to die he's an asshole um uh and then but there's like a a secret true ending if you like manage to keep all of the characters alive and there's like an extra mystery you have to solve and if you keep everybody alive and solve the mystery you get like the super true ending or whatever I don't know. It was very fun. Um, it was. It's a great um, couch co-op game to like. Uh, like you know, I'd sit with my wife and we'd pass the controller back and forth. And it was good. Uh, the quarry. Okay. Excellent. Um, did, did I stall long enough for you guys to come up with it? Yes. Uh, I got it. Eternal two. Darkness. Sanity's <laughs> Requiem. Oh really? I didn't know you were an Eternal Darkness guy. Ooh, uh, yeah, okay, I played that um, back in the olden days oh, yeah. and. Uh, when it did the the fucking tricky do, when it shuts the TV off, or when the game shuts itself off at one point, I bought that entire. I was like, "What the fuck!" Like I lost my mind as like a teenage kid. Um, the game was brilliant. The game was really, of all the attempts in various visual mediums to capture the essence of like H.P. Lovecraft, I think Eternal Darkness is probably the best. To ever do it because it truly captured the like oh, you're yeah. going crazy element of these like horrific things and and so many movies and TV shows and other games have tried to capture that and just they pale in comparison um, and so yeah that's that's the, the, that's an easy one for me the scariest sanity effect of all when you load up your memory card and your save files missing. I mean, that's why I, I, I didn't beat Final Fantasy VII, because I was greedy with Game Shark and it fucking punished me by oh. corrupting the file. Ah. Got too greedy with the Game Shark. What about you, Justin? Uh, my number five, hello list, come back. Um, 
my number five, I put Left 4 Dead. Oh, nice. Classic. Yeah. Nice wow. classic. And I, I'm, I'm referring to both because really both have the same exact feel. Um, it That was always just a fun. It was a great fun game to co-op because um, it's definitely one of those games where you want to murder your friends because they're not helping you. <laughs> um, you want to kill your friends yeah. more than the zombies. Yeah, and, and you know, I like the whole uh, – there was, like, a, a certain fear factor to it to where um, if you got, like, like randomly, sometimes if you weren't paying attention, like, you're sitting there focusing on the zombies and whatnot, and then all of a sudden just some uh, – one of the, like, heavies come at you and just grabs you and starts beating the shit out of you, and you're freaking out. You start freaking out. So there's, like – I like that there was, like, a scare element to it because it was just um, – like a first-person shooter, but it's also, in a way, I guess you could say, it was almost a bullet hell in, a, in of itself. Um, and that, and they, it did really well with like taking you and making you like lose yourself in having to deal with like a massive situation, to where you're not aware of like the other things that are coming coming at you. So, and and honestly, I kind of almost like the semi-realism of the zombies being kind of fast and coming at you and really attacky as opposed to like the slumpy slow ones um oh it's like it's it it has a lot of good exciting elements but it's also i think it's got a good fear factor to it to to make it a nice horror game well as soon as you saw that witch on screen you'd be like fuck no like Mm -hmm. flashlights Mm -hmm. off Uh, turn them off my number four i've mentioned it many times on this podcast before but if you have not heard of it uh, I'm, I'm glad I got a lot of genre, different genre coverage on my horror game list. This is a visual novel. It, it, uh, the elevator pitch is like the movie saw if it was an anime. Uh, this is nine, nine, nine. Um, the premise of this game is like, uh, you and like eight other people get kidnapped and you're like put in a cruise ship, but it's like this completely abandoned cruise ship, but all the doors are locked and you find out like the ship is sinking. And you've only got nine hours to escape, and, like, there's nine doors, and you have to get to the ninth door to escape, and there's nine people. That's why it's called 999. Uh, uh, it's good. It's, uh, there's a lot of mysteries. You're, you're trying to figure out, like, who kidnapped you, which one of the nine people is the killer, uh, why are they trying to do this, like, what's the whole purpose? Uh, anyway, it's, it's a good, like, mystery thriller visual novel uh, with a lot of spooky shit. Uh, nine, 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 nine hours, nine persons, nine doors. So speaking of uh, visual novels, you know, we do live in an era now where watching Let's Plays and things along those lines is almost akin to watching a movie now. Um, just a very long and stretched out one with someone who thinks they've got a great personality. Um, so with that said, part of that, like watching a Let's Play version of it or what have you, um, you would think I would go with Five Nights at Freddy's on this, but no. <laughs> Doki Doki Literature Club. Holy shit! You, I did not know you were a DDLC guy. Um, uh, it, that yes. Was, because I'm not really like a visual novel guy very often. Um, so I fell for like every trap and every like obstacle and every like subverting expectation of that game because I would just be like, okay, that's that seems that makes sense. We've never and talked then, about this. When did you play this? forever ago okay and and that was because of game grumps seeing game grumps play through it and i was like oh okay let me you know kind of get through this and 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 just a very interesting way to tell um a weird tense story it like just 
and and almost um, in the mouth of madness at the end, like thing like just the game kind of unraveling itself, and I don't know, just a very interesting way to tell like a scary story. It anyone who looks this game up is going to be confused because yes. it, it looks like it's like a uh, like a dating simulator with like, yes with like uh, oh they're all like anime girls, anime school girls anime yeah. school girls, but um, just, you know it's it's spooky. It's a little more to be discovered. There, yes, there's there's more to be discovered. Yeah, I was hoping someone would. would yeah, nine 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 still is uh, above DDLC, and I didn't want to put two visual novels on my list, but no, <laughs> I, I I love that game. Uh, my number four, um, I have Outlast. Oh, that game's scary yeah. as shit. Yeah, that game is. You want some spooks? Outlast knows how to spook you. Um, they do very well. I feel like that's like one of the games that really established the whole like kind of jump scare when you're in like a small space and give you like ominous like you're not sure what's going on stuff. Um, Outlast did it very well, as opposed to like some of like the crazy weird ones that that people just kind of crap out like people make on like Source or whatever and tr- try to right. crap something out. Outlast like did did very well in being. Uh, a game that that um, is just outright just scares you. It's it's good with the jump scares. It's good with uh, just just giving you that fright anxiety. Um, uh, and it, you know what? It's also great to watch people online play Outlast. That is the most entertaining thing. <laughs> like forget Five Nights at Freddy's. Watch people play. Watch Let's Players play Outlast. It is the funniest shit because they fuck some of them just lose their mind and it's it's just the most entertaining thing. Um, there's like one there's one video I know that that w- it was a few years ago that came out where I guess it's like a bunch of drunk college dudes playing Outlast and it's just, they're all just recording their reaction and it's just like a crowd of guys going ah. <laughs> so that's, it, right, it's that's good that's those. what that's what horror is supposed to do it's supposed to make yeah. you go Jesus with your friends yeah. yeah. Well, my experience with playing Outlast was my wife, who was, like, sitting next to me on the couch, just any jump scare would just scream as loud as she could in my ear. So I was just like, <laughs> Jesus! Like, the scary thing was sitting next to me. Um, Good. And it was your wife. <laughs> just screaming in my ear. My number three... Uh, so, Zach, I used to be like you. Um, Resident Evil 4 was, like, the end-all, be-all. Like, why Why weren't the rest of them like Resident Evil 4? Um, right. It's a great question. Uh I, I don't feel that way anymore. I'm not sure Resident Evil 4 is my favorite Resident Evil. I'm not even sure Resident Evil 4 is my second favorite Resident Evil anymore. Uh, we've got some good Resident Evil games in recent times. Uh, I was going to put last year's RE8 on on my list, but uh, I think uh, just edging it out is 2019's Resident Evil 2 remake. That game is fucking great. Uh the I, I think the first half of that game is really a masterpiece. There's just like an intense like you're just in the original police station from RE2, and the game does a really good job of like okay here's the layout of the police station and you kind of it's not that big so you kind of commit it to memory just like parts of the Spencer, Spencer Mansion from the original and it does you know just like the original did you go back and forth um, from one end of the police station to the other. And, you know, there's always, like, oh, but this time when you walk through, like, oh, God, there's a zombie, and, you know, 
something's a little different and you know something's going to pop out at you. The other great thing about this, if you have not played it, is Mr. X. And X going to give it to you. X going to yeah. give it to you. Uh, there's there's some great mods for this, too. If you look up uh, uh, X going to give it to you, <laughs> Resident Evil 2. Um, no, if you don't know, Mr. X is this unkillable giant mutant. You cannot kill him. You can only run for him. And he's always, 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 always coming for you. And that is terrifying. There are no safe spaces in the police station. There are even the save rooms. He will come in and beat the shit out of you in the save room. You, you're never safe. And just the fact that you know that you're never safe just gives this amount of like just like tension and like oh my god i gotta hurry i gotta hurry to anything you do in the police station is just like you know you're rummaging through like a locker your inventory you're like oh i gotta fucking i gotta go he's coming he's coming and then, and then you hear the boom. Yeah. yeah you hear boom. the footsteps and you're boom. like oh fuck yeah. um <laughs> yeah re2 2019 re2 remake uh very good and it's my favorite resident evil wow um for me the next one uh also came out this year um the new evil dead uh that's been awesome that's been so much fun so it's very much a friday the 13th ripoff very much a dead by daylight ripoff um which is now the new thing i for whatever reason all these horror franchises instead of just working together and all making money now they're like now we'll just do our own version of the same exact goddamn game uh, so now we're getting a Killer Clowns one, and we're getting a Texas Chainsaw Massacre one, and nonsense. Anyway, Evil Dead, um, steady on the DLC, which is nice. Um, does a great job of capturing all those films and the the like equal parts scary and goofy. Um, great job of jump scares in that game, because like one of the traps that you can set if you're playing as the evil is uh, when there's like a loot crate. And they open it up, and Ash's evil hand jumps out and attacks you, and it's like, oh, you cock sucker. Like, anytime <laughs> it jumps out, you're just like, oh, come on. Um, and it's, there are there are definitely moments where even though the, the, the system of the game, like how the game wants to be played, you can figure it out pretty quickly. Um, it's still easy to get overwhelmed sometimes. Sometimes the enemies are just coming out at you like crazy. Um, and so the final segment of the level is you have to go like defeat these like giant minions of evil that are like basically just like shooting a laser out across the map and that'll like almost one hit kill you and all this other nonsense. Um, what you don't realize is that they spawn on the map immediately. Like when the, when the game starts, they're already on the map somewhere. Um, it doesn't point you to them. They're, it doesn't draw attention, but they're just on the map somewhere. So every once in a while, you're like driving in, you know, Sam Raimi's car and you're like going through the woods or whatever. And you'll come across the three like evil minions at the end. And it's you're not at that part of the, the level yet. And you're like, Jesus, you fucking turn the <laughs> wheel around and drive the other direction because the it, without like the Necronomicon, without the the, the dagger, you can't the game will not allow you to kill the, the, the baddies, the, the main baddies at the end. So they'll just fuck you up and there's nothing you can do about it. So if you happen to cross them early, there is like a butthole clenching fear of like, Oh God, 
It's like if you were playing Resident Evil 2 and you walked in on Mr. X taking a leak. You'd be like, I got to go. Like, you, you know, same, same <laughs> kind of feeling. Yeah. So uh, the new Evil Dead. You tricked that up. Um, my number three, I put Bloodborne. Mm. I, I've not finished Bloodborne because it's not on PC. I feel like as soon as I finish that game, that's going to be like one of my favorite horror games. I yeah. didn't know you were a Bloodborne guy. Well, I, I, I dabble in the in the, uh, you know the, in the demon slaying, yeah. The demon oh, slaying, yeah. yeah, series every now and again. I I also haven't finished it, but goddamn, that game doesn't just I don't know. There, from soft about, is just so good at monster design. There's there's so, yeah, it's the monsters and and fight a boss and you're like Jesus Christ, yeah. what is that? Yeah, you get to a room and you're like, oh, fucking, what is this? Like, why has it got 20 arms? Like, I don't like this. It's got tentacles. It's going to rape me. Here we go. Oh, God. And it's just, they're so good at that. But uh, Bloodborne, I pick in particular because obviously it's all the Frontsoft games. But Bloodborne I pick because I just love the design. I love that Victorian old school design. And they, like, it. they nailed it with that game. They have such it a just sense feels, of style it, in that yeah, game. Yeah, it feels nice to, to move through that game where it almost seems like if there wasn't bullshit going on, the layout of this, you know, town, village, whatever, seems practical. Yeah. Like, it's real roads, real yeah. walkways. Like, it would, it seems like it would be a normal thing. It's not just like, you know, it's not like Sonic the Hedgehog where like, hey, there's a loop <laughs> over there. Um <laughs> Why did they drive upside down? Uh, no, yeah. uh, from software, monster design, world design, unparalleled. So good, so good. And and definitely, if it got a good fear factor, it'll scare the bejesus out. Oh of yeah, definitely. Um, my number two, I came out last year. Hey, there's a lot of good horror games coming out recently. Uh, my number two came out last year, and it was my favorite game of the year last year. Uh, this is, you know. It, it, it is a roguelike card game, so it's right up my alley. It is, uh, but it's got a very spooky, you know, mystery spooky theme going on. It's Inscription. Um, I, I don't know how to describe this game without giving too much away, and really the less you know about the game, the better it is, uh, honestly. Uh, basically, um, the, the, the quick spoiler-free pitch is that you're playing a card game very similar to, like, Magic the Gathering, with a spooky, creepy bastard in a dimly lit cabin. And um, there's just lots of mysteries that unfold. Like, who, why are you playing cards with this weird bastard? Who is this weird bastard? Why do your cards talk to you? Are your cards sentient? What the fuck? Um, so there's just a lot of fun mystery. It's also got... It's like a, a roguelike card battler, but it's also got uh, elements of like an escape room in it, too. Because you can like get up from the table and walk around the cabin. And, yeah. Uh, very, very cool game. That was my favorite game from last year, Inscription. Yeah, I have to finish that actually. Oh, it's good. Um, I'm on. I'm on. Oh, yeah. I guess I'm on a certain part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna spoil it, but I've, I've played some of this game. Oh, oh don't spoil. Yeah. <laughs> no, like um, <laughs> just anything you say about this game is just like oh yeah, God. it's it's yeah. hard to yeah because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. hard to not yeah, feel. I, 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 <laughs> you know, I read, I read the part, you know, I'm there. This other language you both are speaking, I don't like it. Um, yeah, oh. So, 
James had mentioned earlier about Resident Evil and all the different uh, entries to the series and whatnot. Uh, and one game series that is kind of similar in terms of like I've played so many of the sequels uh, is House of the Dead. Um, yeah. Oh, could not tell you how many times I have pumped quarters into House of the Dead 2 oh, um, and played all those games and, and, and that ridiculous shit. But if I had to pick number two best of all time for me, it's got to be House of the Dead Overkill. No game has captured my personal aesthetic and sense of humor and choice of film better than House of the Dead Overkill um, because they just decided to take a rail shooter and completely depart from the rest of the series, which took itself way too seriously and made it a grindhouse picture instead. Um, so ridiculous, so over the top. Um, absolutely loved that game, played the shit out of that game. Um, every once in a blue moon, I'll still, I'll be walking around or doing something. And every once in a while in the back of my skull, I'll still hear Gorgasm after you like it, like <laughs> kills in a row. Um, just amazing. What the voice acting, great storyline, ridiculous um, aesthetic. Perfect. Absolutely love that game. Uh, and I wish that they had done more with it. I know they eventually converted it into a typing version of it, which I've done with many other house of the dead games. Um, but that's about it. And I wish they had gone more in that direction just because, yeah, it's like, you know, what does a 13 year old find edgy, but so, so entertaining to play. Um, and now I'm going to try to track down what current system can I play it on? Cause I, I think it's on PC. I think the I, it has to be now. Typing it was on the Wii. I'm not sure if it ever got re-released the, like the original game, the rail shooter game. I don't know. Uh, my number four, I put the original, uh, Resident Evil three only because that, um, when I think horror game, I, oh, my brain always goes back to that one. Cause that's the one that gave me childhood anxiety. That that's the thing. That's the game that made me fear things at night because I hated encountering the nemesis when I was a kid. Like now yeah. I can get over it, but a little bit, but, uh, just the whole nemesis like coming at you and, and like, I don't know. There was just something about that back in the day that just, uh, just stuck with me. And, and I feel like, yeah, it's uh, resident evil three was kind of the, one of the better of the, I guess like the zombie esque ones. I feel like, um, they, they really nailed it and it, it was a fun game to play. Um, had a great story had a lot of like mystery like back end mystery to it too like backstory where you were um you had to figure out um but yeah just just i call it the fear anxiety where it's like having that like you're not sure what's going to happen or if you're going to kill them or yeah so resident evil 3 for me love it i love that we each had a different resident evil game uh my favorite game of all time is still silent hill 2 it's a fucking masterpiece it's I, I think the greatest horror game ever made. Uh, we'll see if the remake does it justice or if it ruins it. I don't. It's probably going to be somewhere in between. Maybe I don't know. Uh, it's it's amazing. Uh, for those who have not played the original, it, the remake might be good only because a the original game is now like in this weird just abandoned where hell 
now because Konami doesn't... I mean, it seems like their plan on what they want to do with this game is just remake it and give it to somebody else. The problem is you can't fucking play it. Like, unless you, like, pirate the PC version or go track down your PS2. Those are, like, maybe the best two options. And even if you pirate the PC version, you have to, like, mod the fucking shit out of it. Because there's so many bugs and problems with the original version. Um, there is the Silent Hill 2 and 3 remasters, which suck ass. Uh, they're, like, really <laughs> buggy and broken because they're based on, like... Because they lost the original source code. So they're, like, based on these, like, QA builds of the game. And there's a bunch of fucking problems. And the voice acting's different. And there's just a lot of problems with the HD remasters. So that's not a good option either. But those are, like, stuck in, like, PS3. So, like, it's even hard to find the HD remasters. So, anyway, the, the remake I maybe might be the easiest way to play it. But, anyway, for those who did not play the original game, is it's um, this very, like, atmospheric, like, uh, dread-filled... Like, uh, the, the story of the game is, like, uh, you're this dude, and his wife died... But then he gets a letter from his wife, and he's like, but my wife is dead. Who wrote me a letter? And it's like, hey, come meet me in Silent Hill. And you go to Silent Hill, and it's just this fucked up hellhole. And you're like, what is my fucking wife doing in this hellhole? And it's just, like, a living nightmare. Um, but there's, like, you know, uh, there's a good mystery of, like, uh, why is his wife writing him letters and whatever. Anyway, it's, it's, it's a good story. Uh, it it'll give you wide awake nightmares it's the game that introduced pyramid head which i found out that's not his official name konami calls him red pyramid thing that's his official name uh, i mean if you were freaking out and you saw that thing i'd be like the red the red pyramid thing like that'd be <laughs> the name you'd give it like in that instant um, it's, if, it's, if I was scared I, in the moment, I'd call him probably something similar, like you know, you know, triangle big cock or something. But <laughs> it's it's a very good game. The the one thing it, it is hard to go back to because it's got like weird tank controls and the combat is indefensible dog shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> that that is the problem with that game. So maybe the remake can improve it, but I I I'm skeptical the remake is going to do justice to the rest of that story because they're like. So many just perfect, just, like, it's perfect. Don't touch it. Like, don't fuck with it. It's already perfect. All you have to do is, like, you know... Make the gameplay a little bit better. Make the gameplay better and improve the graphics. Yeah. That's it. Like, literally don't touch anything else. But. So so that's actually a question that I have. So, unlike Resident Evil 4, is there... Is there... Are there elements of Silent Hill 2 that you're just, like, don't even try to change? Just leave it alone and just copy-paste it as is? Um... I mean, because I, I mean, the one for Resident Evil Four is clearly the end when Ashley, the president's right. daughter, who you've been trying to save the whole game, yeah. asks if you'll fuck her at the end, <laughs> and, and Leon's yeah. like, "I don't think so." And then the game glitches, and the fucking jet ski stays put, but you two go <laughs> you zoom off. Just drift off. That is a perfect moment of cinema. Right. Don't change that. <laughs> don't touch it. Um, well. Uh, like, I guess I... my point is, we, we were watching the Resident Evil 4 one, and we're like, ooh, that's different, ooh, that's different. Is and, there, and is so there any receptive. element of that for, Here's for Silent Hill 2 Here's for you? I watched the trailer for the RE4 remake and the gameplay trailer, and I'm like, ooh, cool, like, wow, oh my god, the dog's fucking dead? Holy fucking shit. 
And I watched the trailer for the Silent Hill 2 remake, and I'm like, oh, it's different. Why did they change that? Why? Why is this different? Like, oh, the voice acting's weird. Like, and I mean, obviously, the voice acting from the original is weird, but I, I feel like that works in that game's favor just because, anyway, because of the game. Uh, it's, it's, is there such thing for spoilers for a 20-year-old game? Spoilers for Silent Hill 2 if you haven't, for some fucking reason, played it, even though it's 20 years old and you still want to keep the ending secret we're about to spoil it uh uh yeah there are there are some things i think they could change because um depending on your your reading or your interpretation of that game like silent hill 2 or the the town of silent hill is like either some sort of like purgatory or it's all in james's head or something so you have these other characters that are in purgatory that are there because they feel some sort of like intense guilt for something they've done. Um, so like Eddie makes sense because he like uh, I don't know, he like tortured animals and he's a piece of shit. And then um, uh, uh, Angela was there because she killed her father, even though her father was a piece of shit. The one character that never made sense to me was Laura. I don't get the purpose of that character. I. So like if that remake yeah. if she re- jaywalked once <laughs> if that's the remake, a pretty shitty thing. She seems to be there just to fuck with James and James the protagonist and I is she some sort <laughs> of like <laughs> No, you shouldn't have nice yourself. to give her I like that idea of you referring to yourself in the third person when you're playing a game. <laughs> like, oh you didn't make the jump in Castlevania. Ah, this jump is fucking with James right now. <laughs> But yeah, I don't really understand why that character's there. She's the only character, and she's the only character that doesn't. Well, I don't know. Whatever. She she she's not like the other characters in the game, and I don't get w- what her purpose is other than to just fuck with James. So I don't know if she's some sort of manifestation of the town. But all of the other manifestations of the town are like literal nightmare monsters. So like, why is there like a little kid running around? I don't know. I don't get what the purpose of the kid is. Um. I don't know. I, I thought they could also change Angela's character. Uh, again, spoilers. Like, she kills her father, but her father was raping her. So, like, I don't know. It, it would be a little easier if... I don't know. I guess you can still feel guilt for killing someone, but I don't know. Whatever. Um, there, there are elements I would tweak, maybe. Uh, but, like, there's so much of that game that it's just like, yeah, don't touch it. It's, it's fine. It's literally perfect. <laughs> I'd be okay if like they they emphasized on the story a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and gave the characters or like manifestations more purpose. Now, don't get too crazy with that, but just tweak it enough. Like like with the Resident Evil games and stuff, like it, you know where they they obviously give you a bit more context because they can do that now because you know more memory. Um. I'd like to see that. I think yeah. that would be a okay, but yeah. And also, the the voice acting is still good. I I think as controversial <laughs> as this may be, I think the voice acting in the original is perfect because everyone sounds like a fucking alien and nobody speaks like a human being. But like, if Silent Hill is supposed to be some sort of like weird nightmare world or a manifestation, yeah, there, there's an explanation for that it's almost perfect. If it's supposed to be some sort of dream place, it makes sense that everyone sounds like if, a stilted alien. Like that's if perfect. It's, it's good at making you feel yeah like awkward. Yes, and like out of why place. does everyone speak weird? Like please speak like a human. It makes being. you feel like like yeah. a, if it makes you feel strange. Yeah, like every line of dialogue is just like 
what? Like, why are you talking like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's perfect. And like, That's not I, a sentence. <laughs> and I heard James's voice actor, and I'm like, yeah, but he sounds like a human being now. And, like, I don't know. It's it's going to bother me, but whatever. Uh, it is what it is. Anyway, sorry, Zach, what's your favorite game? Uh, so, again, it's not always about jump scares. It's sometimes uh, the 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 true terror of a game is just the overwhelming hopelessness at times. So as the, although it's been memed to hell and back original dead rising is absolutely number one in terms of, of capturing really the overwhelming dread of just an endless sea of ghouls that you have no way of like truly killing all of them. You have to run eventually. Um, and also kind of did the same thing as Mr. X in terms of corralling you in the mall because there were the convicts in the Jeep outside the mall that were so, so difficult to kill, even when you're like powered up to shit, like still very difficult to kill. And so, you know, you knew any time you were crossing the grass, like you had to leave the, the food court to cross the grounds to get to the other side of the mall. Um, you'd hear that dumbass fucking new metal music playing and you knew, Oh my God, I got to run. Like, so it kind of borrowed a little bit of that same philosophy of like building tension with like seemingly unkillable, you know, enemies. Um, but all the psychopaths that are all like the mini bosses, um, the difficulty of the game at times, the use of the watch in the original one that like, there were certain things I love that, that you had to keep yeah. in mind to keep timing right so that you didn't get fucked. I love the time um, management. Yeah. yeah and, and the fact that the game was, I mean, it, this is sort of like a, is this a feature? Is this a bug? But like there was ways you could fuck yourself. Like if you were on the wrong side of the building and you needed to be at X spot by this time, there was sometimes you just couldn't do it. So you'd have to start over again. Um, never had I experienced, cause it almost becomes like a roguelike in that way. Cause it's like oh, literally starting the game next time. Yeah. Starting the game over, but retaining your skills. Um, that was the first case of that really being an actual option on the table for me as a player and not like, uh, Oh, I guess I'm giving up and da, 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 but just being like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm just going to start over, and by the time I get here again, I'm going to fuck all this shit up. Like, that really being just another tool in the arsenal and not like, uh, well, I guess i got to put up the white flag and, and I, I just can't do it. Um, first game that I really, really got, like, every single ending on, like, that, that I really, that game spoke to me um, in, in the exact right way, and I really, I played the living shit out of that game and all the sequels, but but that first one really, really does a great job of capturing both the absurdity and the real genuine tension of like a good zombie movie. And Frank West is great. Yeah. Uh, I love that we had no overlap. That was 15 unique games. That was fucking perfect. Hold on, hold on. We've got Justin here. This oh, is I the final, final, the final nail in the coffin. Oh, you can't ruin it. You can't ruin it now. You say that. Oh no as my number one, oh, no. is also Silent Hill 2. Oh, fuck! Oh, That's... boo! Yeah, boo. I mean, that game's amazing, so... Yeah, the game's really good, though. And you, you've already nailed it, so I'm not even going to get into it. <laughs> uh, 
Well, the one overlap is, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, 14, the good one. 14 unique games you can go play on Halloween to scare the shit out of yourself. There you go. There you go. And you know some it, some good mentions? We got, like, uh, I forgot, uh, not forgot, but, like, uh, Dead Space is a pretty yeah. good one. Yeah. Um, Isn't Amnesia supposed to be good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never played Amnesia. Um, uh, that game was also scary as shit, but... Uh, I, that's like one of those games I played when it came out, and I was like, "This is scary as shit." Because like, um, it, it was all like stealth. Like you had to hide. You couldn't. There's no combat. You just had to run away and hide from everything. I don't. I don't know if that's still gonna retain the same. You know, like I, I feel like that game's like, God, that game has to be at least ten years old now. Um, yeah. I don't know if that retains its scariness. Looking at a few lists, a lot of them mentioned PT, which I know is the one oh, with yeah. like that's... walk around in the house and take pictures and. The Silent Hills uh, prequel that Zach mentioned earlier. Uh, PT is, is also very scary, and it's, I guess, a shame we'll never get to see what Silent Hills would have been. Um, I, I, I noticed <laughs> the Silent Hill 2 remake trailer sort of visually references. Because, uh, um, like, there's a cockroach on the floor uh, of the Silent Hill 2 remake trailer, which, like, a cockroach uh, was, like, one of the visual metaphors in pt so it seems like they were like trying to like look you still got it it's silent hill 2 like it's no the thing yeah. like no motherfucker that's not what we were promised uh you stop that um but anyway whatever um yeah. you guys so go, play, go play some spooky games uh, i'm gonna endorse real quick uh i watched one of <laughs> this is like I, I watched this last year too and the year before this is like one of my like favorite halloween movies just to watch uh it's the 1950s house on haunted hill with vincent price yeah i just i love how fucking silly it is i just i love it um and I, I watched it like with riff tracks um i don't know i just i really like that movie it's like it's just kind of silly and like there's the skeleton on strings that comes out and pushes the lady into the and it li literally <laughs> does like this to like push this lady into and it's like very obviously just a skeleton on strings <laughs> like what? i don't know it's it's very silly um anytime uh, i think about house on haunted hill i always think of uh like the like the maid like the caretaker yeah. on a skateboard because like well because she's like she oh, looks terrified yes. Yes. But she just glides. Yes. She doesn't walk. So I, I, I think it was like the first riff tracks made that joke about like, oh, it's skating granny because she's just like <laughs> gliding across the screen. Yeah. And so I always think that. I was just like, yeah. And then more modern, she discovered Heelys. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, House on Haunted Hill, the, the original Vincent Price uh, version. You guys got mm -hmm. any scary movies to endorse? Well, know. the current one right now that's making people like throw up in their seats is Terrifier 2. Um, what the fuck with, is this? So there is a independent film uh, called Terrifier, which what came out a couple years ago and really was just focusing on um, creating a new sort of like horror monster in Art the Clown who kind of looks like kind of looks like a mime. It's like a black and white clown. Um, very creepy looking and just unbelievable gore and violence. And so they made the sequel this year and it's already made like 5 million in theaters, but there's like people talking about they're like fainting and they're vomiting. Um, the big kill in the first one is Art the Clown hangs a woman upside down and then just chainsaws her from like opening to neck. Oh, like 
just chainsaws her straight down the middle. Okay. Like just ungodly amounts of gore. And so uh, the second one's doing remarkably well. So good for them. Interesting. Uh, it's some fucked up shit. Um, I mean, I don't really have any scary movies. I guess. What's the scariest thing you've made your kid watch? <laughs> Ooh. Come on, you've definitely showed him something that you're like... Mm, you showed him, like, ten I, minutes of the action. You know what? I know one. I know one. Bl- blippy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say... Well, I was like, don't steal his joke. Coco Melon. Oh, oh, oh. They're like horrifying. One of those. One of those. Yeah. Well, the guy from Blippy, like, definitely used to do, like, uh, videos for pay of him, like, shitting on people. So there oh, yeah. you go. Yeah. Blippy is ship- shitty. Shitty. Shippy. Don't know what we're talking about? Go look it up. Blippy, the look guy who plays Blippy. Blippy shit on people. Google oh, yeah. Blippy shit video and see what happens. The scariest thing we've recommended. Two Blippies, one cup. Go <laughs> Google that. <laughs> and there <laughs> they have it. Which, which actually makes sense because now there are two Blippies. Oh, um, two Blippies, one cup. Happy Halloween, everybody. But if I'm going to recommend anything, I, I will recommend um, visiting the Auburn campus. That was actually, we did that recently who for a wedding. Who the fuck in your family goes to Auburn? No one. Um, we went for a wedding. <laughs> we just we just showed up and they didn't tell us to leave. No, someone's wedding was near the campus, so we stayed on campus because um, it was because that was the place to stay. If you stayed anywhere else, you were in. I was wondering why the fuck you were wearing an Auburn shirt. I was like, what? Yeah. did like and we've and it was cool going there. It was because I've one of our friends is actually a, a big Auburn fan, and um, one of the cool things is like it's a college, but it's also like a town so it's just like a town with stores everywhere but then also like there's a lecture hall right there randomly and and it's it, i don't know i just like the whole um look of it and um one of their fraternities had one of those 12 foot skeletons and they had them all decked out wearing like a hawaiian shirt and so it's party dad skeleton all right i'm into it but it was a cool campus to visit so. <laughs> very spooky spooky as hell <laughs> What an interesting life you lead. What an interesting, <laughs> interesting life. <laughs> there you have it. We got horror games, horror movies, and go visit Auburn. Go visit Auburn. Go go to the coffee shop. Uh, I'll tell you, the, the party drive's a little scary. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Who, who the fuck knows when our next episode is? We're, it, yeah. We're, we're kind of on a whenever the fuck we feel like it's scheduled. Yeah. Um, uh, we'll all play any... Mario Rabbids, and I'm going to get James to figure out how to get House of the Dead Overkill on some kind of modern system for me. We can just emulate it on Dolphin. Yeah. All right. Uh, allegedly. 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 Oh, whatever. Don't go to jail, James. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> Nintendo gonna, shut uh, us down. Yeah, Nintendo. Come get me, Nintendo. Um. <laughs> We just lost our sponsorship. Great. Great job. (laughs) For the Good Games podcast, Nintendo is now the monster that you can't kill, and he just keeps coming. You can't kill him. Nintendo's lawyers. Uh, You you can only run from him. Um, uh, For the Good Games podcast, I'm James. I'm Zach. I'm Justin. Hey, we'll see you next time. Goodbye, and stay alive. Spooky? Stay spooky. I don't know. I don't know. I was trying to do a... Whatever, fuck it.
Bill, there was a sign at AEW tonight. And it says, Street Fighter Six's composer put less effort into his job than Orange Cassidy. (laughs) I don't know who Orange Cassidy is. Orange Cassidy is a wrestler whose whole gimmick is that he's very lazy. So, like, he doesn't even muster the strength to give a full thumbs up. So, like, in photos, like, that's his thumbs up because he does that. Uh, that's, like, one of the hot takes right now. It's like, ooh, Street Fighter Six. it sounds like shit. Like, um, which uh, 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 Max pointed out that everyone has said that with, like, every Street Fighter. Because, like, Street Fighter Three was, like, super jazzy and, like, hip-hop jazz. And yeah. it's like, oh, it sounds like shit because it's not, like, you know, classic Street Fighter Two, and then, like, Street Fighter 4 is like, oh, it's too electronic. It sounds like shit. And now this is like, I don't know, rap hip hop. And everyone's like, oh, it sounds like shit. 